This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, you know, I, I'm okay. Maybe I should save this for a uh, a, a, a pipe fails episode. But <laughs> oh, dude, no. oh, no. Oh, no. No, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm going to start out with a little bit of, of griping. You know, I've been fighting all morning with my lawnmower. And... <laughs> You know, and it's so hot outside, and it's like I've got this pipe in my mouth, and uh, I've almost bitten the bit the 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 stem off it multiple times, and and you know, so I'm I'm I, I was just looking forward to getting in here, getting on the mic, and just leaving that behind. You know, just just leaving yeah. the uh, the uh, the bad vibes of uh, of failing yard equipment but uh, behind. And so I, I'm so glad to be chatting with you right now, and uh, and and talking about some of our favorite stuff. Uh, but yeah, dude, my blood's boiling a little bit. You know. <laughs> Well, man, uh, I think that uh, your your blood then has reached the same temperature as many of our listeners this last past week. Man, I, I we got to start off this show by addressing something that happened last week, and that is for many of you, you yeah. got a, a Squire Select episode of Country Squire Radio. You were you were diving in. We know that you're always excited for those, you know, great great delicious content that comes out of that. <laughs> and then somewhere about twenty minutes in, all of a sudden, it just stopped it and perhaps died. another episode played and perhaps it just went into the ether uh now we we did our best to address this pushing out to every single social media <laughs> channel to the patreon account and everything else but I, I wanted to go ahead on this episode and let you know what happened especially those of you who think that that was the end of the story that, that don't realize there actually is a full episode that was released last week right uh here's the deal to the best of our, our understanding when we uploaded the uh, the episode, for whatever reason, about 20 minutes of it was uploaded, and then the rest, it just stopped during the upload process, but still went through the approval to distribute out to everyone, which yeah. it is weird. It's not supposed to do that, but that's what happened. Uh, the moment that it was that I was made aware of this, we immediately took down the episode. I pulled off the kind of the damaged audio file, and we uploaded the correct audio file uh, through a through a couple of. <laughs> I won't get into all the details, but suffice to say, <laughs> the, the correct episode was uploaded and then sent back out to everyone. Here's the problem: we can control that aspect of things, putting the episode on the internet. We are kind of uh, subject to the will of the distributors in terms of you know, how it's actually presented back out to everyone else. Yeah, so for sure. a while there, man, a long while, uh, iTunes was still showing that there was just a 20 minute episode last week when in fact at the source host file, there was a full minute episode. Uh, if, in fact, if, if you go to iTunes right now, for those that are unaware of this, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll now see there is a 55 minute episode <laughs> for that Squire select that you can listen to, enjoy and enjoy some amazing music from Cody DeWitt. Uh, the what? I, you know, Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> Cody is incredibly talented, and that's the first thought I had when I found out people were not getting. Of the course, episode. the episode that we uh, you know debuted his song on would be the one that wouldn't wouldn't get pushed out to our friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we got it out. It's out there. Take a look. Be sure if you uh, only got the first twenty minutes, uh, be sure to check out the rest of that episode. It's a blast. And then again, the music featured at the end by a fellow pipe smoker and, and yeah. Country Squire Radio uh, club member Cody Dewitt is fantastic. So enjoy that. Yep. Uh, but that has been solved. Now, yeah. that's last week. Man, next week, we've got something very, very exciting for everybody. Oh, I'm excited. I am excited. Yeah. this. When I say that next week's episode has been a long time coming, I mean, it 
it has been a long <laughs> time coming. Uh, next week, John David, tell them what we're talking about next week. We're talking about, uh, we're actually doing a review. We're doing a, a movie review. Can you believe what? it? What? I know. What? It's like, man, uh, you know, uh, Roger uh, Ebert and uh, Siskel or what, whatever <laughs> their names are, right? And, yeah. I just think <laughs> the, t- the two little grumpy guys that sit up at the top at the uh, Muppets Theater, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we are reviewing Father the Flame. We sure are. And uh, I mean, we're really thrilled about it. Of course, uh, man, just fresh off the, off the presses here. And uh, we have so many dear friends that have been involved in this project and um, are, are just so happy to see it uh, see it finally coming through and um, man uh, are, are tickled to you know to get to watch it in its entirety we already have seen had a lot of thoughts and uh, are just really really thrilled about it and so want to want to share some thoughts with you and kind of uh, walk through that it'll be my first uh, my first movie review Bo I don't think I've ever done that before I know I've tried to get you to do movie reviews for a long time and so finally <laughs> this is all you don't realize this but the Father of the Flame documentary was all a big conspiracy just to get you to watch a movie so it I'm, probably I'm was, really, yeah. <laughs> really I, it, right. Once 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 there's evidence of uh, of said movie being watched, then it'll probably get pulled from the shelves. No, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's great though, man. We've been uh, been really looking forward to this time, and man, are just so uh, so proud of our friends that have been involved in that project, and um, and real eager to to tell you all about it. That's right. So we'll be doing that next week. Uh, man, the, this week we got a great show. Before we dive into it, yeah. big shout out to a very special club member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, Philip Rushy. Uh, or Rush, Rush. I've already, I've already mispronounced his name, uh, but I, f- I feel like it, it warrants extra mispronunciation because this week he actually upgraded from the pilgrim that he was to the squire that he is now, and so yes, sir. That is a- a huge help to uh, to the show. So we want to give y'all a shout out to everybody who's supporting the show over at patreon.com slash country squire radio. This podcast could not happen without you. And so for those of you who are able to, you know, just support at the patron level and, and give a buck per episode to all the way up to the top at the squire level from the bottom of our hearts, we say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, man. Tobacco talk, the classic uh, Country Squire radio episode. You know, at the end of the day, when we come together, we talk about the pipes, we talk about the culture, but ultimately a lot of folks come to this show because they're looking for one very specific thing, and that is kind of tobacco reviews. I mean, there yeah. are so many tobacco reviews online through YouTubes, through blogs, through all that kind of blogosphere. Uh, great stuff. But man, today we are actually joining the ranks of our fellow content creators in the tobacco community, uh, <laughs> the premium tobacco community, I should say, by doing a tobacco talk talking about some excellent blends so yeah. john david what you got for us today man yeah but you know just real quickly these are some of our favorite episodes because it restores us or you know brings us back to the, the <laughs> restores, very, us. restores us right yeah the, <laughs> the return of the uh the schmucks yeah no it, it brings us back to our, our bread and butter right i mean this is what we do we're here for the for the tobacco and for the experience of uh smoking new and interesting things and um man just so so always thrilled to do uh to do this uh this particular episode so Man, today got a couple of, to be honest with you, just two five-star tobaccos. I mean, these are these are two like no questions asked. Like these are these are excellent tobaccos. They're both very different, um, but I think in their own category, in their own right, uh, they are tobaccos that um, that that I, I have become familiar with and very happy and proud to smoke. And tobaccos that I want to uh, want to share the knowledge about. So yeah, man, we're we're really excited to talk about these today. But yeah, so we're going to lead with a beautiful, beautiful tin tobacco from our friends at Mac Baron. And Mac Baron, they have a tobacco 
tobacco called Vanilla Flake. So, you know, this tobacco has actually been around a while. The name has morphed a little bit on this, but it is such a such a good tobacco, and it's a really outstanding product with a lot of character. Mac Baron, you know, as we've talked about before on the show, it's a Danish company. They create some of the literally the best tobaccos in the world. And because they're such an old established company, they have access to specific uh, leaves and also the quality of tobaccos that, you know, that some other companies just cannot get uh, just because, uh, you know, MacBaron is, uh, is just such a, such a well-established company. So really an excellent uh, company. And of course, this, this is a great tobacco. It's an aromatic tobacco. I'm going to read you the back of these tins nowadays. It seems like the descriptions are getting more and more sparse. <laughs> and so, you know, I guess it's uh, they're having trouble fitting all this uh, verbiage on the back of the tin, along with the crazy warning labels and the right. uh, you know stuff that that they all now have to have this thing from the state of California that says you know that they're um, make you you know blind and all this other stuff. So anyway, but <laughs> there's just uh, you know just not a lot of information on the tin itself. But I'm gonna read the um, the description from Mac Barron about Vanilla Flake. They say just as the name indicates, an aromatic flake with a sweet taste of fine vanilla. Uh, natural sweetness from the Virginia tobaccos, the light sweet taste from the modern Cavendish mixed with well-balanced vanilla gives you a great smoke and leaves a pleasant room note. To round off this blend, we have added just a little burly. The blend is pressed according to time-honored tradition. Flake tobacco is like fine wine. If nature's raw materials are not allowed sufficient time to develop and mature, the result is less than optimal. That is why the production of flake tobacco is time-consuming and a costly process, albeit one that is essential to bringing out its best qualities. While in storage, the tobaccos marry perfectly together, then they are cut into flake slices and finally packed and sealed. Of course, this is, uh, they say it's available in tins only. So Vanilla Flake, you know, just a, um, a, an outstanding tobacco. Like it said, this is a, a very traditional flake. It's not a ready rub flake or a, you know, any kind of broken flake. It is a an actual flake. And so the presentation of, of this particular tobacco is with all MacBaron tobaccos is really, really sharp. They have not skimped on their tins like some of the other companies have, even though, you know, mm. so many, so many great companies out there in the competitive market and everything, folks are finding ways to maybe wiggle here and there. Mac Barron has not skimped on the quality of their tins and just such a beautiful, uh, real handsome tin. So 50 gram tin. So it's kind of thin, real light and uh, just kind of easy to, easy to poke in your pocket. But I love this. They are committed to the square tin, the square tin, which, <laughs> right, uh, right. Well, you know, a lot of those flake tobaccos now, they, you know, back in the day, they used to have square tins, but uh, out of ease of production or whatever, they have swapped and are have now, you know, embraced round tins, even for their flake tobaccos. Well, right. Mac Baron, they they've kind of stuck it out. I mean, they're they're really committed to this square tin for a flake tobacco. And I'm telling you, like, I don't know, maybe call me a purist or just weird. That's obvious. But like, <laughs> you know, this tobacco, it, you know, any flake that comes in a round tin, it just doesn't seem right. You know, and, and Mac Baron's kind of stuck it out with the square tin. I, I really do appreciate that about them. Yeah. So now, let um, me ask you something. Does the same blend come unflaked, so to speak? I believe it does. They have a, a ready rubbed flake called vanilla cream, and that's as, what I'm thinking. Yeah, as far as my taste buds and and everything can can tell, it's the exact same blend. But this is a flake, and so it has been pressed. Uh, I, I think the vanilla cream has actually been pressed and then torn apart. This has been pressed and you know allowed to stay in flake form, which generally is going to you know help the uh, tobacco to continue to marry even when it's in the tin, which is kind of nice. Interesting. Um, 
Well, so vanilla cream, I was, I was actually thinking when we were, I was like, oh man, I'm excited to talk about vanilla flake. And cause I actually, I have a, a kind of a story about it. The first time I actually had it yeah. was in Florence, Italy, or this is what I was thinking. But then when you kind of were talking about the 10, like it only comes in tens, I was like, wait, that can't be right. But I remember <laughs> having this Mac Baron vanilla tobacco and then thinking like, but it yeah. wasn't a flake. And so I think it was probably the the cream blend then. It may have been also though a lot of it seems like I, I remember when you brought back when you went to Italy and you brought back some other tobaccos from over there a, a few of them were in pouches is that right Bo? Right exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think the vanilla cream does appear to come in pou- uh, pouches uh, at least in in some some yeah, regions some markets yeah I think that's, that's kind of a kind of a thing like you'll find a lot of these uh, tobaccos in America that would be available in tins uh, over there kind of in a you know are more readily available in the little pouch form uh, like you picked up over there. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, it was wild because so I was in Florence and, you know, there was a little bit of a separation of, of uh, languages and everything. A lot, a lot of folks spoke, spoke English and I was able to get around, but then there was a lot of, you know, only speaking it, Italian and uh, my Italian is, um, well, let's just say that it's, uh, it's not great. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was able to learn how to say uh, uh, like a half liter of wine and that's about it. No, uh, right. Yeah. Half liter of wine and where's the first aid kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's about it. But, uh, but no, I, I, you know, I had my pipe. It was a big deal. Like I'd specifically yeah. gotten this pipe so I could enjoy it while I was over in Italy and everything else. And so I go into a, uh, a local tobacco shop and I'm trying to communicate to them because at the time I really kind of wanted something with kind of a chocolatey cocoa type of flavor. And I was, uh, you know, this, that's also, you know, it was very early in my pipe smoking career. Not that I'm trying to say that you can't have flavored tobaccos in, in your later. Your later no, exactly. Era, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted at the moment. And so, uh, because of the little bit of a lost in translation and the fact that, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was having some difficulty and the guy hands me this and I, I thought that this looked very vanilla. Uh, the packaging certainly communicates vanilla. <laughs> and so I, I don't know that he was really picking up specifically what I was asking, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? This might, this, this, let's just go with this. Yeah. So I've got the vanilla cream and, and me and my <laughs> wife go hiking up the hillside in Florence, Italy. I bust out my pipe, packing it up, hoping beyond hope that I might get this chocolatey goodness, but instead I get this actually uh, quite quite sweet vanilla goodness. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm just glad you want, didn't wind up with a, you know, Stromboli or something, you know. Yeah, that <laughs> interesting. It worked out good. You know, so it, it is, it's a, it, it's a, it's a delicious tobacco. It, you know, you have that, uh, when you're looking at the tin, this kind of uh, beautiful, again, square tin, it has this honey, cream colored uh artwork on there when you pop the tin open i love this um it it, you immediately uh if your nose is close to this tin get a nice warm uh you know confectionery smell you can smell the sugar you can smell uh some plum uh and of course just a just a nice hint of that um that vanilla extract and so um i I love this too when when mac baron again they're they just don't skimp on their packaging and stuff which Mm i i really appreciate when you're buying a, a, a premium product like this but you open the tin, and it's it's not only you know wrapped in in a little you know a lot of these tins are they do have a little piece of paper or something, but there's a heavy gold foil in here that you open up, and it's just a real uh, really high quality something you'd put on your uh, you know your favorite relative's Christmas present kind of deal, <laughs> and uh, it just a really really nice heavy foil. Um, and when you open up it, it you know open it up it you you find that it's concealing this um, kind of medium colored. Uh, brindled flake. It's a nice, uh, you know, flake that has the, um, you know, dark and very light uh, strains of tobacco that are that are coursing through it. 
These are neat square flakes. So again, like I mentioned earlier, not a not a ready rub, not a broken flake, not uh, not any kind of uh, you know crumble cake or anything. It's a it's a legit traditional flake, um, which which is funny. You don't see a lot of aromatics that have been put into this type of flake and then sold this way. You know, most of them are you know if they are flake, they tend to be more of a torn flake or or again a ready rubbed or uh, you know certainly you see more of the ribbon cut and, and that type of thing. But um, just a really uh, really beautiful tobacco. Um, they're cut in there's six flakes and they are cut down the middle. Uh, so you have 12 of the small rectangular flakes. And so similar to like an Orlick golden sliced or, you know, some of the ones that we uh, talk so much about on the show. So uh, it's a bit moist, uh, which for me was perfect to, to pretty much go ahead and load. Uh, sometimes I do let this, uh, you know, kind of sit for a little bit and just air uh, briefly before loading it in my pipe. Uh, again, I, I tend to tear flakes apart when I smoke them. You know, I think Bo, you and I both over the years seems like have had trouble with that kind of folding stuff method. It's kind of a little more clumsy for me personally. Yeah. But you know, so I, I do tend to tear this apart uh, and then uh, load it in my pipe. And um, a, as with all Mac Baron tobaccos, now I, I, I'm a big Mac Baron fan. I love I love their blends. But <laughs> you know, as with all Mac Baron tobaccos, um, if you smoke this quickly it will turn your tongue into lava and you will feel like you licked the surface of the sun <laughs> they just burn so hot man they really they, they really can and so um you know it's just a nature of how they process their tobacco and uh the moisture content and the types of leaves they they use and so man that sounds um, like user error to me yeah and and a lot of it a lot of it is user error you know that's why i tell <laughs> folks if they do uh if they do smoke some of these tobaccos from mac Baron, um you know they really these are the types of tobaccos uh like i've mentioned before with some others that um you know they'll teach you how to smoke a pipe they really will they they teach you the patience and the uh you know the the technique of uh gently uh you know lighting your pipe tamping it puffing it slowly, relighting gently, all those kind of things that, uh, that'll help you, you know, smoke your pipe coolly where, uh, you know, where you don't feel like you licked the, the surface of the sun. So <laughs> great tobacco, subtle sweetness. It's definitely an aromatic, uh, but it's a really nice change up for Virginia smokers, you know, and so if you're a Virginia smoker, a non-aromatic smoker, uh, but t- typically like those, uh, grassy hay-like uh, bright bright virginias or uh, maybe some more of your uh, matured leaves you know i think you're gonna enjoy this just occasionally as a change up it's not gonna really ghost your pipe it's not super syrupy if you are afraid of any ghosting pop it in a corn cob pop it in a um a meerschaum something like that maybe you've got one or two pipes that are dedicated to the occasional aromatic but you know i've got pipes that i only smoke virginias out of and i've smoked this tobacco in and and really had a had a fine experience so um not not a syrupy tobacco at all it really um again you'll you'll want to puff it slowly and and kind of work it patiently but um but a great tobacco burns to a really uh, fine ash and the room note is really nice you get kind kind of a, a warm tobacco flavor with uh, just a nice vanilla bean kind of uh, baking uh, background, like a like a like maybe like your favorite Danish or pastry in the oven kind of thing. So um, yeah, just a really great tobacco and uh, highly recommended, particularly if someone is a Virginia smoker and are trying to 
change it up a little bit. I have recommended this tobacco multiple times to Virginia smokers that have come in the shop and they've said something like, you know, I smoke Virginias, but I, you know, I'm just kind of getting bored or like, is there something new out there? I need to, you know, what, what, what's next? What should I try next to kind of expand my palate? And this is a, this is a good one that you can uh, throw in the rotation, I think, to keep it interesting. So Barron Vanilla Flake. Yep. Man, you know, actually when uh, you were saying before about how uh, shifting into tobacco talk is kind of a return. I was like, we got Mac Barron going on. We need to like be busting out some return of the Mac Barron. Return <laughs> of the Mac Barron. <laughs> Vanilla Flake. That's a thing. That could be a thing. It could it's be. Thing. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could well, be the kind of thing that people would expect from us. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now, now this is interesting because, you know, historically we do kind of two different tobaccos, typically one 10, one more of a country squire blend. But this one, this next one's not a 10 but it is uh but it's also not a country squire blend that's right man that that's exactly right we are talking today about uh, a real gem from one of the older tobacco shops in america it really is a bucket list shop if you think about like man i've got to got to get by you know the most you know respected pipe shops in the united states and it, it certainly is on that list and of course we're talking about lj peretti in boston massachusetts and um just great guys up there what a storied place i've never been again on my list to go to uh, and to just really soak that in and take some time just kind of dwelling there and and uh, experiencing the energy of that place. But L.J. Peretti, man, they've been around uh, for so, so long, 1870. And, um, man, of course, in, in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, very historic part of our country. And, and you know, they just have a um, have a really fine shop, uh, hand-blended tobaccos that are made there in their shop, uh, you know, it, it, with time-honored traditions, uh, you know, crumble cakes and, uh, you know, hand-blended ready-rub tobaccos and, and ribbon-cut tobaccos and um, they just do just do a really good job, and they they have a nice online presence too, which I really uh, really like. So you can go to go to LJ Peretti's website. They uh, you know again are going to sell their tobaccos online, um, and and have a really nice pipe selection as well. And so um, you know be sure to be sure to check that out. But today we are talking about LJ Peretti number eight slices. And, no, uh, no, no, John David, that's that's wrong. I'm what? sorry that, that, but you look, you said they're from Boston, right? Yeah. We're not talking about. We're not talking about number eight. We're talking about number number eight. That's what you wanted to say. Number. You go, you're gonna dip the slice in your coffee. You gotta get the number in there. Number eight. So that's that's. I mean, like, I want to be respectful to our Boston uh, contingency. Uh, ab- absolutely. That that's right. Like you said, you want to be respectful, and so we we want to. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make sure uh, we want to make sure that these people, you know, feel like they're they're being uh, really well represented. We here, welcome right? welcome yeah. them here. That's right with the number number eight. <laughs> Ready number eight. Oh man, and this is like the fourth or fifth time we've lost all our listeners from the uh, New England area. <laughs> <laughs> man, just uh, such a great tobacco. Number eight uh, slice. They, um, it's one of their better selling uh, flight tobaccos that they that they produce and uh, and sell. And man, I'm just uh, just so happy to talk about it today. So we've got a, a tobacco. It, it, it comes in bulk from LJ Peretti from their website. It says initially blended and pressed for a club. So this was a club blend. Uh, number eight slice is a stout Virginia and Perique flake with added burley, uh, spicy and complex with full flavor and a cool, even burn. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think that sums this blend up very, very well. This is a pretty straightforward blend, but it is delicious and um, and very, uh, very honest. You know, it's not uh, not 
concealing anything. It's not, um, you, you know, uh, so complex that it kind of feels clumsy. This is a very straightforward blend that just gets it right and uh, it has just the right amount of strength if you like a, a full-body tobacco and, um, you know, lots of lots of flavor that you would like from some of your favorite uh, Virginias and, of course, a nice helping of Perique. So, um you know, again, like you mentioned, but we don't talk about a lot of uh, bulk blends on the show. If we do, we tend to mention a country squire blend. But again, this is a this is one of those blends that uh, you know it's it's well known and loved out there, and uh, one of those that I think we really um, you know we have been excited to talk about for some time now. So um, mm. pretty pretty tobacco sold by the ounce. Uh, this particular tobacco uh, is about five dollars and sixty cents an ounce, and of course it comes when you buy it in a uh, like a little uh, plastic bag. The LJ Peretti kind of has a green, um, a green hue on the outside of their little plastic bag. Um, if you have ordered from LJ Peretti before, uh, you'll also know that you get the option of buying it in an eight ounce or sixteen ounce paint can, and so you can buy it in mm, bulk, mm-hmm. and it comes in this really handsome, uh, you know, paint can where they've so got the cool. yeah, really really sharp, right? And um, just you know, makes your makes a real uh, outstanding presence there, and your uh, tobacco seller, if you've got your tobaccos displayed somewhere, just really. Uh, really, really nice. And so, um, you do have to purchase that though in the, in the larger size. And so, you know, get the, uh, the, if I'm remembering right, the eight ounce tobacco or the, or the pound tobacco, and they'll, they'll pop it in that, uh, that really, you know, kind of signature paint tin that they've got. So, um, when you open the bag, um, it's just a gorgeous thick cut slice. You know, you're looking at this, uh, real chunky, uh, you know, cut. I've, I've gone ahead and put mine in a little mason jar here, and I, as I'm kind of fumbling with it, uh, trying to describe it here, it's just uh, it's always uh, incredibly, incredibly handsome to look at. It's got um, you know something of a of a food. Uh, it, it it looks like something you'd you'd maybe put on a nice tray and then eat with your friends, kind of thing. Mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminds me of Bengal slices or or one of those uh, you know Sutliff crumble cakes that have become more popular. Um, just a real Real, uh, real nice kind of chunky, uh, chunky cut uh, crumble cake. Kind of makes me think of like a brownie bite, or you know, if you cut up some uh, some brownies for your little kids or something like that. Um, maybe thick cut bacon or like a like a chunky piece of uh, breakfast ham or something like that. It's just got huh. a nice, um, just a nice thick cut uh, to it, and is really really nice. So um, when you smell it in the bag, uh, it has this. Uh, uh, musty sweetness to it. You can tell immediately just from smelling it that it's going to be on the strong side. Um, you know, you, you smell the perique, you smell a uh, robust uh, tobacco leaf. Um, you, you, it's pretty apparent that there's probably some burley in there. Um, and, and so, you know, this is going to be a, a relatively strong tobacco, but really handsome. It's uh, got just about the right amount of moisture. And uh, when you try to crumble it apart, it really does uh, crumble apart very easily, uh, you know, for you to prepare to put in your pipe. And so crumble cakes like this, I tend to, you know, work apart until it's kind of granulated, you know, almost like little cubes or something. Uh, I, I work it apart pretty hard uh, until it's just kind of, kind of, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty torn apart. Some people will uh, let the crumble cakes or these slices like this uh, kind of uh, stay in their original form a little more. I always like with the flakes that we mentioned earlier, um, have a little more trouble getting them lit and keeping them lit if I do that. So I tend to tear them apart pretty good. The charring light on this tobacco comes pretty easy, and it really shouldn't require 
uh, many relights for the experienced pipe smoker. I think the moisture content on this is pretty good. You know, it's one of those you may want to let it sit a minute or two uh, out before you, you know, load your pipe with it. But, you know, really, I think you're kind of good to go on it. It's one of those that once you put it in your pipe and char it, tamp it, and then light it again, I think you'll be, be in good shape. So when you puff this, that first few, you know, the first few puffs, the the strength is immediate, right? I mean, you really do get uh, like, man, okay, I'm, uh, let me let me sit down. I'm glad I had a, you know, glad I ate lunch today. Uh, <laughs> you know, kinda, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this tobacco. It, it does have a nice, real rich body to it, velvety flavors, but also some of those, uh, you know, hay-like flavors from uh, from some uh, lighter Virginias. But most of this is going to be a richer uh, flavor. You get that musty perique smell um, and you know rich deeper flavors uh some sometimes when i'm puffing this for some reason it reminds me of some of those mcclelland tobaccos that that featured virginias but then also had some unflavored cavendish in there except this is like those virginias but without the unflavored cavendish so you kind of have not as much sweetness that might come with that but still some of the richer deeper flavors have a similar uh context to me so or a similar similar palette uh flavor so again not a lot of sweetness but you know a great tobacco because you know it, it tastes good but it also produces a lot of smoke which is also uh satisfying for um for folks oh, and always think, a plus yeah i mean you know anytime it's producing a lot of smoke uh you know you you get that um uh, it's just real satisfying kind of pillowy mush you know uh, cloudy uh you know uh, visual to it it's really nice um the room note is um it's full you know it's not a fantastic room note but it's not it's not unpleasant it's something that i don't think will uh run the grandkids out of the room necessarily you know strong tobacco uh, pretty pretty good vitamin n kick uh there so you know for me personally it's something you know i like to smoke blends like this when I have a little little food on my belly. Burns great, easy to keep it lit, uh, particularly, you know, I think for experienced pipe smokers. And, um, you know, I, I would, if I if I were you and you get it in the mail, uh, immediately pop it in um, a mason jar, some type of tight sealed jar sure. with a gasket on it or something like that. And I think you'll, uh, that way you'll be able to, to keep it for a really long time and enjoy it at your own pace and um, and uh, and share some with friends, man. It's a, it's really, really a treat. So Did you say how much does a can go for? Well, like a paint can go for. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want the can. What does that go? Yeah, no. It um, it, the the tobacco itself is about five sixty an ounce. Um, okay. now if you get, let's see, it, it appears that if you buy an eight ounce paint can, the smaller paint can, then it's uh, then it's forty dollars. A okay. one pound paint can is uh, is eighty dollars, and so it is. Uh, you know, again, we're you know, it's a it's not a cheap tobacco, but I mean, there's no, there's no, a reason. No. I mean, this is a really high quality handmade tobacco, <laughs> and so um, man, worth worth every penny. Yep, I love it. Last week we had kind of the uh, the, the cheap the cheap scotches, and now we're, we're going to the uh, premium tobacco. Like that's good. That, that's yeah. That's we have what to repent, right, right? We have to right. Exactly. <laughs> I, out of curiosity, do you own one of those cans? I do. I have one. Uh, there is a, let's see, what's the name of that uh, tobacco? They're Boston Slices. Uh, occasionally I'll smoke those. And uh, it's a uh, Virginia Flake that just, you know, has a real nice, uh, a little more of a lighter taste to it than the number eight slices. But I have a this, the half pound uh, size of the uh, of the Boston Slices in the in the paint can. Yeah. Gotcha. Such a such a cool, yeah. cool way of, uh, of packaging and, and shipping uh, such a, a delicious tobacco. I know, uh, man. Brought to us by our friends in Boston. So that's 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 good for them that's, nah, good, that's yeah. right yeah good for yeah. you not number eight get that number eight uh <laughs> <laughs> and lj we are 
Deeply sorry. Deeply uh, sorry. All right, <laughs> man. We've got uh, uh, some excellent tobaccos featured on this episode, but the best possible way to make sure that you're enjoying them and getting all of those various notes and uh, tastes and flavors is, is with a good quality clean smoke from a good quality clean smoking pipe like the good corn cob pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That is right. And of course, uh, man, we always love talking about these Missouri Meerschaum pipes, particularly when smoking new blends that you haven't tried before. Uh, last week, we mentioned the Great Dane Spindle Pipe, uh, which is such a such an awesome pipe, particularly for these chunkier uh, tobaccos that uh, take up a little more space, might need a little more room in order to uh, comfortably fit them in a in a bowl. And uh, today we're going to uh, switch gears briefly. We're going to talk about the Great Dane, but the actual Great Dane Spool Pipe. Uh, the Great Dane Spool that comes in uh, a bent stem and a straight stem. Just a really handsome pipe. Uh, it's one of those we've mentioned before. It kind of, if you look at the bowl and turn it on its side, you, you kind of think, yeah, that looks like a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> and it and you know, the, the whole thing about the, the Great Dane Spool and, and its kind of peanut, uh, you know, curvature uh, there, it really fits nicely in your hand. It's just a very, you know, ergonomic uh, pipe. And so uh, from Missouri Meerschaum, they say the Great Dane Spool corncob pipe from Missouri Meerschaum is a nod to old world craftsmen and the styling of Danish pipes from the 1980s. Designed to fit comfortably in the hand for both right and left-handed smokers, the trusty and familiar spool is a long-time mainstay in our line of larger filtered pipes. This pipe accommodates a 6mm filter and has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. Uh, it's available as a bent or straight pipe and is also included in our family of two-pipe gift sets. So, mm. uh, beautiful pipe. Uh, retails for $12.59, only $12.59 for a, a, just a really generous size pipe and uh, one of those that uh, you know you can sit there and smoke for uh, quite a bit out of. So, uh, so check it out. I think you'll think you'll be really happy you did. Excellent, man. Well, hey, if you've got a Missouri Mirishman pipe, be sure to smoke it this week. Uh, take a selfie with yourself doing it. Put it up on the Twitters. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mirishman know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week coming in from Jim Simmons. Uh, yeah. Here is the question. I love this. This is a, this is kind of almost like a personal question here. What is the number one thing you wish you had known when you first started smoking your pipe? How to use a tamper. <laughs> Man. Yes, Peri- sir. Period. I mean, I you know, I would I would put that over gosh. Am I really about to say this? Yeah, I, I think I think this is right. I would put I would put proper tamper usage over the pipe I'm smoking and the tobacco I'm smoking. That's how important I think it is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I where mean, the, that's where it, the skill like really is perfected, right? I mean, but, that's, but that's I, where the mastery is. I really think you can't even, even a good tobacco, you just can't enjoy until you learn how to keep your pipe lit. You know, I mean, is that, is that fair? I mean, it, you know, if uh, I, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it, to some extent, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. For me personally, it's like, you know, you've got great, excellent tobaccos like the ones we talked about today or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, I I, I can enjoy it, but if it, unless I can keep it lit, you know, I, let's take a great tobacco, for instance, something that, uh, you know, is really popular with new pipe smokers, uh, Cult Blood Red Moon. Okay. It tastes great, smells great. It's got uh, just a nice room note to it. People love uh, the the fruity flavor to it and chocolatiness. Um, but man, if you have to relight a tobacco like that over and over, eventually all you're tasting is steam. You're just tasting heat, uh, you know, and, and your tongue just kind of feels like, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, it, it, 
sandpaper. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know. I just wish someone had, uh, you know, before I found the Squire, uh, you know, I, and I learned how to use a tamper on my own, I guess. But, um, you know, I didn't have a, a, a shop like that to tell me or, you know, someone to lead me down that path. I just, uh, a lot of folks come in the shop and they look at a tamper and they say, oh, well, that's for packing the tobacco in your pipe. And no, it's, you know, your, your, your finger is what you use to pack the tobacco in the pipe. <laughs> you know, your, your tamper is what you use while you're smoking. You know, it's once your pipe is lit. Uh, I always tell people it's like the poker next to your fireplace, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I, gosh, that's, I feel like that's a bold statement. But I, I think the number one thing I wish I had known was how to properly use a tamper. I think that would have saved me a few years of, uh, of grief. <laughs> that's pretty good. Mine, mine is similar, and that is that it's okay that it's going to take some time. Like, yeah. you're not going to figure this thing out in the first time that you're smoking your pipe or the first week that you're smoking that pipe. It's going to take some time yeah. to, like, yeah. develop the art form of smoking a pipe because it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to light this thing on fire. I'm good to go. It's like, not. the tamping, the cadence, like, there's so many different aspects of it. And I remember, like, like, there's a reason why I put down my pipe pretty early on and didn't come back to it till a few years later. And that's because I got so frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, man, YouTube wasn't really helping all that much either at the time. There's some great YouTube videos that I would like go to and watch, but like, you know, there was a ton of, and I'm not talking about the YouTubers today that watch, that listen to this show. Those guys are great. But back then, man, (laughs) (laughs) back then, most of the instructional videos had a lot of pipe snobbery. And so it was like, yeah. oh, well, nobody, yeah. you know, if you're not smoking English, then you're not, you know, then, then you know, how, how, how dare you call yourself a pipe smoker? I'm like, well, I just picked <laughs> this thing up. I'm just trying to figure this out. And, and like, you know, it, there, there was only a very few that would say, you know, that would be honest and be like, look, it's, it's going to take some time. Just enjoy, enjoy the process of learning. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, at the end of the day, if you enjoy your pipe, awesome. If, if it's not for you, that's fine too. But like, don't go into it thinking like you're going to figure this thing out all at once. It's going to take some time. And yeah. just like anything, practice makes perfect. So, yeah, I think that's that, great. That I think that's, me. I think that's really wise of, you know, go into the pipe knowing that, um, you know, it's, it's going to require some patience, but it's also going to make you patient. And that's a mm, good thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, great question, Jim. And hey, if y'all have got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send those in. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. So some quick fire questions coming in from Joshua Coleman Lay. By the way, quick fire questions brought to you by Country Square Radio T-shirts. More on them whoop, in whoop. just a minute. <laughs> All right, man. This is uh, again from Joshua. This is a Western edition, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is great. You know, quick fire questions. You got kind of that high noon type thing going on. It, it makes sense that we would have a Western one. Oh, I like. You know, I don't know if we've ever had that before. Yeah, no, that's uh, good. Maybe from time to time, but uh, this okay. is good. All right, you ready? Okay. Yep. Clint Eastwood or John Wayne? Dang. Hmm. Uh, mm, uh, man. Okay, Clint Eastwood by hair, and maybe, and maybe the hair is that he smokes those little cigars. Yeah, little cigars and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll go with Clint Eastwood, but man, just by by the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. It, it's it, it's tough. Uh. So I feel like there was like a while back. This is why I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood. A while back, it has nothing to do with <laughs> Like, there was a while back that um, before the Batman Begins era, or may- maybe right around the time that Batman Begins came out. You, you, I know you don't watch movies, but do you remember this? Christian Bale, this was before the, the, the new Joker, but it was part of that whole 
genre. <laughs> you no, followed me? No, no, not no, at all? no clue at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I think anyway. the last Batman I saw was like Batman Forever. What is that? The one with Nicole Kidman? Uh, wow. That was yeah. That was uh, she was in that. Um, <laughs> we were we were like in third grade or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's been yeah. it's probably been about that long. Yeah. Well, so there was <laughs> there was kind of this motion to try to revitalize the Batman franchise. There was a lot of different kind of ideas that were thrown around. And one of them, they didn't end up going this route because they ended up going up with the route they went, which was excellent with Christopher Nolan's take and everything else. But the uh, there was one that they were going to like contemplating, which was uh, Batman Beyond. And it was going to be about this like super old, like Bruce Wayne yeah. raising up this new kid in like Neo Gotham where it's like the future, like flying cars and everything else. Okay. And uh, would have been awesome because they were talking at the time about Clint Eastwood portraying Bruce Wayne. Like that was in a early treatment. Really? Of what the script was. And I was like, oh, wow. that actually sounds incredible. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I in the alternate universe, I think we're we kind of need that, don't we? <laughs> I, I think I think it'd be I think it'd be cool. I mean, uh, gosh, with what they've done with Batman these days, yeah, I think <laughs> like you know <laughs> send him to the future and let's get like a, an old school Hollywood, you know, BA uh, actor to go in and portray. Him. I think Sounds that's just something cool. Kind of awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. Anyway, so I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood because <laughs> okay, of my headcanon movie that was never actually made and has nothing oh, to do with Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, man, next up, shotgun or rifle? Remember shotgun. this is like you got the the posse's coming into town. Yeah, no, that's that's right. That, that's true. That's true. I, I don't know. I, I get, I'm gonna go with shotgun. I'm gonna go with shotgun. I'm a terrible shot. I have you know the shakes anyway. Um, it, it, it gives me a better chance of hitting something, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Spray and pray, right? Right, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, same for same reasons. Also, you got the you know the, the cool the cool like pump action. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next up, horse or wagon? Uh, horse. I, li- I like. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the horse. So, like, if we're talking about a Western, like, I, I, it's, yeah. The, the thing is, you have to have a horse with the wagon, don't you? I know. It's it's kind of an odd thing to, to place back against each other. Um, yeah. I, I mean, a horse, obviously, that you've got more freedom to go around and either catch up with the bad guys or perhaps be the bad guy. That'll be a quick fire question <laughs> in a second. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to go with horse. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, flour or corn tortilla? Uh, I'm going to go with flour. I, I like corn tortillas too, but yeah, flour. I'm, I'm going to go with, up until recently, I would have said flour, but uh, lately I've been digging on the corn tortillas. Been uh, converted, yeah. Yeah, so good. Uh, I, Texas, man, Texas did it to me. Like I was, <laughs> I was flour back in uh, Mississippi, but corn up, up uh, down here in Texas. Now I imagine the tortillas of all stripes are a lot better out there anyway. <laughs> all right, bad. So here we go. White hat or black hat? Ooh. Would you be the good guy or the bad like guy? Like the good guy or the bad guy? You're yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm gonna go with the white hat. I mean, I, yeah, I think I gotta go with white hat. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I, you, you never watched Westworld. That's that's not your your genre of show. Uh, you're, but but you're you're mildly familiar. Uh, I, I know that it's a show. <laughs> All right, so without going too deep here, it's it, the premise is that there is a theme park, if you will, like an adult okay. theme park there where everybody it's, it's robots kind of pirates, the Caribbean, but it's like advanced robots so that everybody's basically, oh, you wow. can't distinguish them from humans or otherwise. And you go and you basically pretend like you're in the wild west. And when you enter into the wow. park, 
you were presented because they have to get you dressed up in character and everything, but you're presented with a series of hats, one wall filled with black hats and one wall filled with white hats so that you have to make that choice going in. Wow. Are you going to be the hero? Or are you going to be the villain? Cause in Westworld you can be whatever you want to be. And uh, you know, with kind of that zero consequence, okay. Uh, the narrative that kind of went along with it. Up until. Well, now I kind of do want to watch it. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's a fantastic show. Uh, but all right. So I, I, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'd, I'd be the white hat all the way. I, I don't even, think I could pick the black hat. I don't, I don't mean, I don't think I have it in me. Most video games were given the choice. I very rarely ever choose villain. And even, that's typically if I'm like returning to said video <laughs> game later. And I was just like, well, I never got a chance to see what the story was. But like, even then, I don't like playing the villain. I'd, I'd much yeah. prefer to be the hero. So, yeah, <laughs> we aren't the kids in high school that like did a lot of bad things, you know. Bro? No, no, we were the we were the kids that the bad things got done too. That's why we want to be the hero. <laughs> you will so not put true. me in this locker. I will free these children. That who are locked so in this true, dude. Yeah. Oh, one swirly. That's enough. Oh, make it two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, great quick fire questions again from Joshua. We had a lot of fun with those. And uh, hey, if you got some great. quick fire questions for us, be sure to send those on to us. Of course, quick fire questions brought to us by some amazing Country Squire Radio t-shirts, which also kind of off ask you the question, will you be the white hat or the black hat? Except in this case, will you be the light blue t-shirt that's uh, um, <laughs> contemplative and questioning uh, the very surrealist world around you? Uh, or will you be the uh, the, the black uh, shirt with the, the pirate's insignia on it? So that's you right. too can choose your path with the Country <laughs> Squire uh, Radio t-shirts available at thecountrysquireonline.com. Yep. Click on accessories. They're right there. And of course, uh, it supports the show and is also a great way to look uh, to look hot and sexy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least attempt it. Or at least attempt to. <laughs> your, your thoughts, thoughts your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. Some listener feedback. This is coming in. We got uh, Herb or Herb, depending on your uh, enunciation, I suppose. Uh, Stall. Dang it. Herb Stahl. Yeah. Herb Stahl. There we go. I, I bet, All right. I bet it's Herb. I bet it's Herb. Herb. All right. So what did Herb have to say? Yeah. Herb. <laughs> Herb. Uh, thanks for being patient with us. Herb says, I am always amazed at the talent at every level in the U.S. I like pipe smoking and I'm also an expert radio personality. Amazing pipe cast. And uh, Herb, thanks so much for uh, for writing in. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Also, Mark VV uh, gave us a shout out uh, in, in honor of our th- uh, recent 300th episode. So can anyone believe that we've been listening to a couple of rednecks from Mississippi talk about dead plants for something close to 300 hours? Uh, <laughs> Mark, we can't we can't believe that at all. <laughs> no, we can't. We're, we're amazed. Anyone's still here. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, man, we got an iTunes review in from Seamart Pastor. What did Seamart have to say? Yeah, he says, Mo, listen, smoke. Uh, been a faithful listener for a couple of years now. My weekend ritual is to mow my yard while listening to the guys uh, and then enjoying my work by sitting on the porch with my pipe. Uh, thanks to CSR for adding this great, great hobby. Um, man, that, thank you so much, uh, C-Mark Pastor. That's awesome, man. We're we're so grateful we can be a part of your uh, little weekend uh, ri- ritual there. That's uh, That's wonderful, man. Absolutely. I'm glad uh, you had better luck with your lawnmower than uh, than I did today. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that coming full circle. I know, right? Isn't that good? We didn't plan that. <laughs> Man, I, I was I meant to mention this at the top of the show, but I'm gonna throw it in here at the end. Uh, Timothy Glenn, uh, Hugh 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 Oh man, y'all y'all know I'm terrible with names. <laughs> TGH TGH uh, wrote into the show and uh, mentioned that recently smokingpipes.com did an article on pirates and pipe tobacco. Uh, it, it was an article. Oh, look at by that. 
Yeah, by Chuck Stanion. And, you know, look, as someone who is a fan of pirates and has been a, a champion of pirates and pipe tobacco uh, here on Country Square Radio, I was just thrilled, thrilled to see this article come through uh, with uh, with just some great, uh, great little anecdotes and uh, a, a fine read, which we'll be sure to post out on the Facebook uh, page. That was from Chuck Stanion over at smokingpipes.com doesn't once mention country squire radio series on pirates and pipe tobacco you know no, you think no, no big deal no you, big you deal think, you think they would know you know i mean like you know you research <laughs> the subject we're going to pop up but that's fine that's fine i'm not I, look i'm not mad i'm not mad i'm not mad <laughs> just saying i'm just not saying. bitter at all no like, not bitter uh, at all like smoking pipes don't know about pipes pirates of pipe tobacco come on guys right. <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta fight for this series in this own show come i on. know i feel Bo, Bo, you have Bo has to fight me for this you know? exactly <laughs> get no love but we'll show them some love and uh, post that's that great. article out, no so. go check it out i'm sure it's a great article i have to read it <laughs> wait man if uh, if anybody wants to reach out to the show they always can show at country radio.com is a great way to do it also you can follow us on twitter i'm at the real Bo york I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man, tobacco talk in the books. Uh, you know, it's a premium product after some really cheap scotch, and we're about to go see yeah. a movie. I think this whole, like, three back-to-back-to-back uh, -back -back episodes uh, almost tells its own narrative to some extent. No, it probably does, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think I think that's good. You know, maybe after the movie we can have a have a breakfast episode or something. I don't know. That, that sounds, uh, sounds amazing. Or some dessert yeah. of some sort. Some that dessert, is. yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Maybe we should. should be... Top three chocolate tobaccos. We haven't done a top three in a while. There could be something here, actually. Have we done a series on chocolate tobaccos before? I, I don't think we have. We did sherry, but I don't think we've done chocolate. We'll I look into it. I don't know if we've it. done chocolate. Yeah. 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 Okay, that might be in our future. You never know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's in our pre present, man. Let's go have a day. See you, brother.